better than this. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Kyle, what's up, dude? Happy Monday. We're uh, recording on Sunday night. A little bit of an adjustment on our part, but hey, we're making it work. Uh, we didn't screw up the day on the intro, so that's good. Probably because it's the first day of the week. First day of the week, yeah. Not city approved. Not, yeah, it's yeah, really, really. It, I could, I can't even mess that up. And I just had a cup of coffee, so I'm feeling. Oh, you're. I'm buzzing. feeling pretty spry here, folks. You need to get one of these next. Uh, what's that? Okay, well they don't sponsor the show, so they don't get the that's shout correct, out. But I, correct. I see that. Yeah. You know. Uh, Kyle, I don't think Joe can handle one of those, man. I, I would love to see Joe hit one you've, of these. You've given me uh, C4 because uh, you. I remember one time we were in Tampa Bay. We were at Trevor Sikama's house. Everyone was about to go to sleep. You're like, well, if everyone's going to sleep, here's my chance to get some scout reports done and get ahead of everyone. And so now you're banging out the pre-workout and you begged me to have some, and you thought my nose was going to tingle, and I'd bounce off the walls, and then I didn't really drink that much. Yeah, and I only gave you a quarter or a half a scoop, so. Yeah. maybe Should have just given you two sco- two full scoops and have been done with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Inevitably, there's going to be tweets that we get tomorrow saying, you should just drink Bang instead. C4 is trash. I know C4 is trash, but. <laughs> uh, well, coffee's working for me right now. Shuby, good. good evening, good morning, whatever this is. This would be a good morning because the show is going to uh, be on, on Monday morning when it gets dropped into the feed. So morning to you, gentlemen. Doing well. Uh, no C4 for me. I'll just Bummer. show off to you guys what I have rocking right mm. now. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, and and uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun, fun show today. What are we doing today on the show, gentlemen? Joe, this is your baby. Matchmaker. We got it's it's on, we're on the heels. Not on the heels. Yeah. On the heels of Valentine's Day. Hopefully you guys had a wonderful celebration doing whatever you did. But we have some quarterbacks that could be playing on different teams next year. We got some rookies coming into the NFL. So what the three of us have done is we have mapped out our prediction for who the primary starting quarterback for every team in the NFL will be in 2021. And so I don't know what Kyle has. I don't know what Chris has. They don't know what I have. So we are going to talk through this and reveal our projections as we may we play the game of quarterback matchmaker for the 2021 NFL season. Can't wait. So Shuby, can you uh, steer the ship here? Yes, I I can steer the ship here. Let's start with our own division just so we can get it out of the way because this may be the spot where we have a lot of disagreement and there could be a lot of discussion here at this point. So I think it's pretty easy. We start with the team whose quarterback is uh, locked in in the AFC East. Do we all agree that Josh Allen is going to be the quarterback for the Bills next year? Yes. Yes. Okay. So do we, we anything we want to discuss here? Or can we just move on to the more troubling parts of this division? No. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to get into like if Matt Barkley's the backup, we're good here. No, I don't want to have Please. a conversation here. <laughs> Spare oh, me. Program, yeah. All right, Kyle, we'll go to your team next, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, you can go first, Kyle. Why don't you go first on this one? The, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins in 2021 will be? The easy answer is to a tongue of Aloha uh, because he's on the roster. Uh, the Dolphins kind of gave a vote of confidence through ESPN. It appeared as though they did anyway uh, yesterday. Uh, my thing is this. 
if Deshaun Watson gets moved, I think the only way he goes to Miami is if Miami does not want him. Um, they have the most draft capital. Uh, Tyler Dunn put out an article over the weekend that pegged that, that reaffirmed that San Francisco and Miami uh, were the two teams atop his preferred destinations list. It uh, depends on on how stingy Houston wants to be. I think Deshaun's going to successfully get himself moved, uh, and therefore, ergo, I think it's Deshaun Watson in Miami. You ready for my prediction here? Go ahead, Joe. Starting quarterback for the 2021. Oh, the ultramatic about it, great. Miami Dolphins. Deshaun Watson. Let me tell you what, folks. This guy's down there having dinner with who? Raekwon Davis and Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. The two of fans will tell you that just remind you that they have the same sports marketing agency. Okay. <laughs> um, this, this, by the way, is at least the second time in the last three weeks that Deshaun has been in Miami. Doesn't want to play for Houston. Ready to dig in his heels. They just released J.J. Watt. Nobody else can touch what Miami can offer for Houston. And let's face it, the Texans can't screw this up like they have every other thing they've done for the last two years. So I think they have to part ways. And Miami's the team ready to offer what it's going to take to get to Sean Watson. And let's face it, this is a really good coaching staff. And this is a team that, from a talent perspective, have has really come a long way since – the start of 2019, and they've got some stuff to continue adding to the tank, right? It's not like it's not like if uh, if they go after Deshaun that they don't have anything left to build around Deshaun Watson and add some playmakers. I still think they can get, you know, at least one or two impact players in the draft, and they're going to have some money to spend at free agency. I just think this makes too much sense, and part of me is just bracing myself, right? Because if I if I go ahead and accept that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Dolphin, it's um going to make it easier to accept when it happens or it's house money when it doesn't happen. So yeah, from a a rival fan perspective, uh, no, I don't just want the dolphins to deplete everything they have and get Deshaun Watson, a four and 12 quarterback uh, so that they can't compete with the bills. I don't want this to happen as a bills fan. All right, let's just go ahead and put that out there. But uh, dolphins do this and the AFC East gets interesting. If they don't, I'd expect the bills to go back to back in the division. Well, guys, we can move along here because I also have Deshaun Watson being the starting quarterback of the 2021 Miami Dolphins. So it is a clean sweep for Miami. Let's talk about the New England Patriots, gentlemen. Okay. Who's who's first? Don't make me go first. All right. I got my guy. I'll I'll tell you my guy. This is is one of my spicier ones here. I think quarterback is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think they, I think this is a team that is going to really want just kind of a familiar hand to get in there and, uh, stabilize some things. You know, it's, they could maybe draft Mac Jones. You know, I don't know that. I don't know if this is a fits destination. I don't know that they're going to make a run at Dak Prescott or anything like that. So I think their best opportunity to just get some normalcy to what they got going is to get a familiar face in there and Jimmy Garoppolo, who I expect to be available via trade. I'll go next. 
Kyle, you can go last if you'd like on this one. Uh, you, men- you, you mentioned my guy, Joe. I'm going to go with uh, a, a stabilizing force in the AFC East. Ryan Fitzpatrick will Ooh. be the next quarterback of the New England Patriots. And I, I think, I don't know if they want to maybe commit to a guy like Jimmy G. Uh, and if they trade for that contract, you know, they can get out of it. But that, is, that, that contract is on the books for a number of money. years. They can probably just go with Ryan Fitzpatrick one year, maybe two years. They draft somebody in this year's draft to kind of be the bridge and and to learn under Fitzpatrick. I think they lean more towards a shorter-term deal. I also could see Andy Dalton being a fit here as well. I think he mm-hmm. fits that similar type of mold. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's the name I settled on, but I think an Andy Dalton type would work here as well. I'm going to go with another former Patriot, Jacoby Brissett. Whoa. The greatest quarterback Twitter timeline in the NFL. Oh yeah. Uh, that was a great summer last summer, Joe, going through Jacoby Brissett philosophical tweets. We did a whole podcast shoot on Jacoby Brissett's timeline. It was outstanding. Uh, kind of agree with wanting a stabilizing hand. Uh, kind of agree with wanting somebody that they're familiar with. The challenge is, uh, I don't think San Francisco personally and putting a car to the head of the horse here. I don't think they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo because I think there's only a handful of upgrade opportunities that they're going to have. And I think they're going to struggle to live up to any of those. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo will stay in San Francisco. So another familiar hand, uh, but it was really hard not to pick Ryan Fitzpatrick and go with Chris, because I do think Fitz ends up landing somewhere, but it's like, I don't know where I'm going to slot you that you can go and start, which is what he wants to do. Last team in the division, guys, my New York Jets. To go first, man. All right, I'll go first. Uh, I have them taking a quarterback with the number two overall pick. Uh, I have Sam Darnold on, on another team on this list. And it's the guy that everybody who listens to this show knows how I feel about this gentleman. If you can't get Trevor Lawrence, I think this is this is QB2. Zach Wilson, the next quarterback for the New York Jets. How much I, pause do you have here, Chris? Based on, I'm sure you saw the tweet from Rich Samini, a very, uh, you know, big time Jets reporter. Sure. He, just out of nowhere, he felt the need to kind of dump some information, some of it not true about Wilson kind of casting shade on him as a leader and his intangibles, uh, kind of regurgitating some stuff from McShay. Was yeah, that just I, him kind of messing with the fan base a little bit, or do you think there was some intentionality behind that? It took all of about two seconds for people on the Internet to find a picture of Zach Wilson during the season <laughs> wearing a C on his jersey. Uh, you need to do a little bit more digging, Rich, if you're going to put, put a story out there like that. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into picking the leadership council in BYU, some research. Listen, I didn't know how BYU picked their captains and how that process works. It tends to go towards guys who are older and have been on their missions and, and have come back. And, and there's a lot that went into the decision of who were, were their offensive captains uh, for this past season. So I, I found it ridiculous to even begin with, even if it was true, because I had heard things that were the complete opposite about Zach Wilson. There's there've been other reporting out there uh, of what kind of teammate he has been. Coaches and other teammates have come out because this is not the first time this has come up. And coaches and teammates have come out and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Zach's, Zach's a great leader of this football team. So this just seems to be another slice at that pie. I didn't see anything to it, and it didn't take very long for it to be completely debunked. At least the captaincy leadership portion of it uh, was completely debunked. So not a red flag for me. Uh, not not one bit. I, I picked him to be the, the Jets quarterback in 2021. I agree. Zach Wilson trending towards QB2. Um Chris mentioned this is not the first time these questions have come up about Zach Wilson. And, and the first time they came up, I believe it was courtesy of Walter football. And there was an avalanche 
of players and coaches and people in the community who all vouched for Zach's character. So uh, usually, you know, at least there's some awkward silence if there's any truth to those kinds of things. And uh, I think it was quite telling to see what the community response was to that each of these two times that this has happened to Zach already this offseason. So Zach trending towards QB2, I think it happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride the momentum of Zach Wilson as QB2, and he's my my prediction for the Jets. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, the football season might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing, and BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we'll move to the AFC North, guys, and I'm just going to read through the teams and tell me if you disagree with what I have on my list because I think this is pretty simple. Steelers, Big Ben, Ravens, yep. Lamar Jackson, Browns, Baker Mayfield, yes. Bengals, Joe Burrow. We can yes. clear this division and move on. Okay. Done. Yep. I, I thought that would be a pretty easy division for us to get through. The AFC South, let's start with the Houston Texans. We all have Deshaun Watson playing for the Miami Dolphins in 2021, so who's going to be the quarterback for the Houston Texans, Joe? Well, I, I mean, the interesting thing about this situation is if they're giving up Deshaun to Miami, like we're all guessing they will, they get the number three pick. And, you know, kind of the wild card in this scenario is do they like Tua? You know, are they – is there a, a scenario where Miami sends a package to Houston and it doesn't include Tua because they don't believe in him as a starter? And they have that number three pick, and they say we're good with Wilson or Fields, and we'll you know we'll take whoever's left. Or do they parlay this whole situation into a trade back from three uh, to acquire a bunch more capital that they need, and, and you know roll with Tua as their guy? I'm going to take the easiest course here and say that Tua is part of that deal, and that they give him you know the offense uh, for you know at least 2021, and kind of see what they have there. Um, so I'm going with Tua, but I, I, I'm not sure that I feel super good about that because I think there's a lot of different variables in play here. That's a really fascinating layer that we don't have any clarity on. Uh, I know Aaron Wilson reported that you know Houston wasn't high on Tungvaloa's potentially being a starter, and it'd be interesting to see what Miami could get if if they did this deal without Tungvaloa included and say, okay, you know, what is he worth independently on his own? That's a, a different conversation for another day, uh, but for the sake of cleanliness for this process, uh, I'm going to operate under the assumption that Nick Casario, uh, who we've heard liked Tua Tagovailoa in the pre-draft process, will be glad to welcome him. And this is something that I don't think should be overlooked either. When we think about what's going on in Houston and Deshaun Watson putting his foot down and being opinionated. What's the polar opposite type of personality to that? 
Yeah. It's kind of the aw shucks to a tongue of Aloha, super yeah. humble, soft spoken. That probably would play really well with a Texans organization that's looking for players that are going to fall in line. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's just kind of the unfortunate reality, the way that they're doing business. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it, but I think there is an appeal there to know we've got a quarterback um, in Tonga Valoa whose personality is not going to jump up and bite it, bite the Texans the way that Deshaun Watson did and call them out on some of the BS that they've been pulling. Uh, I'm in agreement with you guys. Uh, I have two as the starter for the Texans in 2021, but I do think it would be fascinating. And and you guys are right. This would, would spawn into a, a 30 minute diatribe of its own of what the potential market could be for Tua if he's not included uh, in a deal for Deshaun Watson. And, and you know, the, the couple teams that immediately came to mind, you know, Indy, Washington, San Francisco just immediately jumped to the front uh, of of my mind in terms of teams. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't go down that path. Because uh, I just don't think that's how this is going to play out. I think this deal would include Tua, uh, and then the Texans are going to move three. I actually have them moving three uh, for one another one of my teams. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. A little bit later on, uh, so I will have uh, Tua as the Texans quarterback. Are we all in agreement? Ryan Tannehill will be the starter for the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Are we all in agreement that Trevor Lawrence will be the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yes. Yes. All right. The Indianapolis Colts are the last team that we have to get in this division. Kyle, go ahead. Well, apparently the leaders in the clubhouse for Carson Wentz. And when I did my mock this past Monday, I had Carson Wentz going to Chicago. So I think I'm going to go with Wentz just because of the connection there with Frank Reich, the reports that are out that they have the leading offer, which is two twos for Carson Wentz which at that point I think is well worth the risk and well worth the bargain. So put me down for Carson Wentz. Joe, do you join, do you join Kyle in the Carson Wentz company? I don't. Um, I have Carson Wentz on another team. This for me, my prediction is going to be Sam Darnold. Um, I feel like there's been some reluctance from Chris Ballard to really go in on a quarterback. And I know that giving up two twos for Wentz isn't going in on him that much, but I feel like he would love to have that opportunity to just kind of see what he can get with a really good coaching staff in place out of Sam Darnold, the former you know, number three overall pick. And they can take a little time and figure out if they want to pick up that option. They don't have a ton of time, but like if they don't get what they wanted from Sam Darnold, there's a clean opportunity to get out of his deal after this season should they not pick up the fifth-year option and just, you know, like play it out and see what happens. So I think this is uh, a little bit more in line with what we've seen from Ballard over the last couple of years with the quarterback position. Uh, I, I will finish our Colts conversation by joining you, Joe. I, I think Sam Darnold will be the quarterback of the 2021 Indianapolis Colts, and and I think – when you look at Sam Darnold, they pick up that fifth-year option probably immediately, gives them a two-year window to try to win with Sam as their starter while keeping probably a good amount of their draft capital. I still don't think it will take a first-round pick to get Sam. I think one-two will get it done. 
um, and they can they can ship that off to to New York, keep most of their draft capital, uh, have a quarterback on a very team friendly deal, have a two year window to try to make this work. And if it doesn't, you're still in a position two years from now to draft your quarterback without having a, a committed uh, all of that money. So I think they lean towards more the short term option uh, that doesn't come with as much. Uh, in terms of draft capital to give away, and they try to have a two-year window with Sam uh, as their quarterback. So I have Sam Darnold. Uh, AFC West, guys, Justin Herbert in uh, in L.A. for the Chargers. You guys okay yes. with that one? Yep. Are you guys okay with Patrick Mahomes as the starter in Kansas City? Is that good for you guys? Yeah, I'm good. Derek Carr in, in uh, Vegas? Yes. I'm okay. there, yes. So then let's go with the team that I think is probably going to have the disagreement here, the Denver Broncos. Who wants to go first here? Drew Locke. I think yeah. it's Drew Locke. I do too. I think they'd love to upgrade it, but like, what's the real path here? Matt Stafford. Well, <laughs> folks, <laughs> I mean, ship has sailed a little bit there. Which is tough because, like, how are you going to beat? You offered nine and Drew Locke, and you didn't get it done. Like, it's hard to blame them. Like, what are you going to do? Offer two ones and Drew Locke for? Matt Stafford, like it's, it's, it kind of gives you some indication on how aggressive they're going to be. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, now you, now you're either going to have a real awkward situation on your hands or you're going to have to go like super all in to go get a quarterback in the draft. I think two things come to mind here. Number one, you have Vic Fangio entering year three. He hasn't won yet. I know that that's been some challenges the deck's been stacked against him a little bit but he i mean you got to have something to show for a three-year resume they can't go like six and ten this year he's going to be gone um and you have new gm right i know that john elway's still involved but he's not the general manager and so you know it feels like it feels like um maybe there could be some urgency for them to make a change here but i don't like that course is not easy for me to map out i think this could be a situation where you see like andy dalton paired with drew Locke and have a competition, but ultimately I, I, I would I would think Drew Locke would be the more high upside player, but Dalton could get time. Uh, but I, I for, for the sake of this experiment, I think I think Drew Locke's the it, answer for me. It's a shame they're in the same division as L.A. because I would love to say like, oh, they can maybe get a deal done for like Marcus Mariota or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But like that ain't going to happen in the division. To the NFC we go, gentlemen. We'll start oh, with Oh, Chris, you didn't give a name, brother. Drew Locke. Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm the, guy, sure. I'm the guy who thinks Drew Locke's going to be the starter at the end of the year. You, you two guys don't. I oh, think really? Drew Locke makes Based it the what? full year. Just tell me why you think that. Because I don't, I don't think the Broncos are going to have any quarterback in house that they're going to be able to replace Drew Locke with. And I think I Kyle still Trask. think I still Round think four. in that building they think we need to give a full year to Drew Locke. That we have not been able to fairly oh. evaluate this guy because he hasn't played 16 games because he's been hurt, stuff's happened, all that stuff. And I think they're going to give him a full season as their starter. I'm, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying that's what I think their, their mindset is. All right. <laughs> to the NFC we go. Daniel Jones, the quarterback of the, of the New York football giants? Yes. Yes. Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. Okay, we're all in agreement there. The Washington football team. I got a I got a new name here. I have a fun name too. I guess I'll I'll take this one. I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think this is a really good opportunity for him to come in and become the quarterback for a team that won this division last year and has a really good defense and 
when you think about question marks when it comes to weapons and offensive line, Fitz has always been the guy that can kind of overcome that, right? And you can you cannot invest your mid-first round pick or what do they have, 19. You don't have to do something stupid like go in on a Kyle Trask or a Mac Jones there. And I don't know that they're going to have what it takes to shoot way up the board. So I think this would be make a lot of sense for Fitz to go get his chance to be the starter. It takes some of the stress off of Washington to – you know, go with a, an underwhelming option, but still give them a chance to really repeat as division champion. So I, I'm sort of rooting for this. I kind of hope this happens. So that's my pick. Kyle, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Well, and one more thing, you're, think about that Scott Turner offense and what it wanted to be in Carolina the last time we saw it. I mean, it was a lot of get the ball out quick, a lot of uh, uh, just kind of timing and rhythm-based throw. I mean, like Fitz is kind of – Right type of guy to just be a trigger man for an offense like that. Joe has sold me. Wow. On Fitz. I want this to happen now. I might buy a Fitz Magic jersey if it happens. For the Washington football team next year? Yeah, I might. I might go see him a couple times if I'm allowed to. I've gone outside the box on this, gentlemen. Are you ready for this? You guys are both sitting down. I can see that you're both sitting down. The Washington football team, they made the playoffs last year. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to get back to the playoffs this year, maybe make a run in the postseason. Well, why not have a guy who's who is quarterback the team to the biggest game that there is, the Super Bowl? The Washington football team, they call up newly enshrined Hall of Famer, John Lynch, and they acquired Jimmy G from the San Francisco 49ers. And I think he's I think he's a good fit for what they like to do offensively. You you said it best yourself when when you were talking about what that offense wants to do, what Jimmy G was asked to do in San Francisco. I think it make, think it makes a lot of sense. I have San Francisco moving on from Jimmy G. I had to find a landing spot for him. This was the one that I came up with. But if you is is we'll get there. I'm going to ask you about San Francisco's new starter, but we'll get there. I got a new Eagles. starter. We'll get there. Yeah, I got Hertz. Is right. Hertz. That's what I have. Hertz. I have Hertz. Yes. 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 Uh, the NFC North, uh, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. We're not going to buy into any of this noise. Correct. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Correct. Okay. I, I was concerned there that no one was stopping me. Jared Goff in, in uh, Detroit. Correct. They're not in the quarterback market this year. The starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears is. Well, it sounds like Kyle. I mean, Kyle's got Carson Wentz on on Indy, so I'm I'm really excited to hear his answer. Sam Darnold. Okay. Okay. It's just it's just whichever one was going to Indy, the other one, I think between Donald and Wentz, it's those two teams, and just work it out. So, do we? Is this a make or break year for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace? Has to be. Should be. Feels kind of weird because they haven't completely sucked, right? But they made the playoffs twice. Right, two out of three years. Yeah. But the trend line of the team is not in the right direction. Oh, I, I don't disagree at all. But so let's say, let's say like you have to make this choice and, and just the compensation's the same. Like it's inconsequential, the difference. Would you want it to be Darnold or Wentz? Like if your job was on the line and your pace and you got to hand this quarterback over to Matt Nagy? I've seen what Carson gives me a higher ceiling. And you could make the argument it gives you a higher floor, too. So I was just going to say that. I would I would take Carson over Sam. But you're obviously buying into the Colts having the better package right now for yes. Wentz. That's, and so and that's, that's the reason why I have them going that direction, yeah. 
Joe, are you and I uh, Carson Wentz? Uh, yeah, I, bus drivers. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That, that's who I have. And and let I, the, I, let the of, record state: my mock draft from last week has Carson Wentz on the Bears. So you can't lose, Kyle. Well done. Yeah. Well, yep. Great job. Box well, myself to, into a way to sit on the fence on this one. You did. A, you did a great I job. I didn't though. I just said it's based on them having the Colts having the best offer right now. Yeah, he's. They're so trying good. to. He's the Howie Roseman's trying to coax Chicago to give up twenty-one or twenty or whatever it is. And yeah, they, that's they, the only reason that information yeah. comes out. Right? Yeah. 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 Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good. It blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less. Up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of Built Bar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. NFC South, Tom Brady, the starting quarterback of the Bucks. Are we okay with that? Yes. Okay. Matt uh, Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Yes. Yep. The New Orleans Saints. I went Taysom Hill. Okay. James. Uh, I've heard for years about how much Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. Ah. No Drew Brees. He's going to give his guy a shot for at least one season. So I'll go Taysom Hill. I don't think he is though. Because if he if he did, then why is why was Jameis in the puzzle at all? I feel so bad. I can't remember the uh, interview it was. Um, but Sean Payton did a really candid interview with somebody. It was really fun, and he started talking about Taysom Hill. And just like last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, you watch this. Was, it, was it with Was it with the Athletic Man, or the Ringer? It was with the Ringer. I feel so bad. I, I don't remember. I, I I was not familiar with the guy that did the interview. The way he talked about Taysom Hill was re- like. He he's had he's pivoted a little bit he because said, like 30, last year one teams will call if I yeah but then he started talking about he wasn't talking about quarterback right it's like he could play linebacker right like tight end yeah brother <laughs> that's not what he said last year uh, right where he thought that he would be an excellent quarterback right like he's pivoted a little bit here because we all watched the Denver game we know so weird yeah weird I have Jameis you have Jameis as well Kyle yes I do. James on the cheap. Yeah, and I think that he needs that opportunity more than anything, right? Like the best thing for Jameis is like whatever it takes to get me a year starting with Sean Payton, and that's my best chance at a payday, which is not coming this year. So I'm in on that. Carolina Panthers. I I got it as Justin Fields. I think that um, this is this is a move that whether I think there's a good chance that this is uh, if, if Houston trades back out of three after, you know, this whole thing works itself out, I think Carolina has got to come up and get fields The the ownership and the messaging out of Carolina has been that they're going to be aggressive when it comes to getting a quarterback. And they, they had eight on the table for Stafford and I'm sure they love to get Watson, but I don't know that they can match what Miami can offer. Well, this is kind of that path that seems the most clear to me. And uh, I think they got to do it. I think they got to go in and make this move to go get Fields at three. 
is this exercise, I'd like to be clear, opening day starter or like majority of season starter? Well, that I was going to ask that same question because my guy is not going to be the week one starter, I don't think, but my guy is going to be the majority of the season starter. That's where I'm at as well. Because I've gone Trey Lance. I'm also oh. going Trey Lance. I'm I also Trey, going Trey Lance. I went Trey Lance. You think they're just going to sit there and pick Lance at eight? That, that's what, well, that's what read makes the, the most sense. Oh, I cannot wait to hear the rest of this because I need to know where you guys think Fields goes. I mean, I, I think it's been very much telegraphed on my part where I have Fields going. But yeah, you're gonna have the 49ers. Okay, well, but, wait, wait till we get there. But I, I think Carolina sits at eight and takes Trey Lance, and Teddy Bridgewater starts Week One. But by the time a couple of weeks go by, the calls are gonna get too big, and Trey Lance will be the starter there in Carolina. I agree with that play out in Carolina, and I have uh, Justin Fields going four to Atlanta and backing be, being the okay. backup right off the gap, right off the jump. Can we talk a little bit more about Carolina? So like, let's say it doesn't happen in the draft. Do we think this is a team that would be in the Sam Darnold market? Mm-hmm. They certainly should be right. If they're going to be this aggressive in terms of their pursuit of Stafford, they should probably be calling on almost any quarterback that's available. In fact, I would remember earlier we were having a conversation about Tua they should probably be on the phone with Miami as well to see what it, what it would take. Not saying that 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 it, that would happen, but I would be calling anybody who's got a quarterback available. Do you think that they like last resort? Why would they do this? I'm going to bring up Andy Dalton. Why, if you already have Teddy Bridgewater, what's the point of going after Andy Dalton? There's yeah, no point. Yeah, right, you're, either, you're either upgrading with a big trade, right, or you're drafting the future, right? I don't think there's an in between. Yeah, they can't they can't do that stuff. Oh, why did they sign Teddy? Oh my gosh. We could have I could have Trevor Lawrence right here. Correct. That 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 entire offseason from Carolina, the free agency portion of it was very odd for a team that is now going to come out guns blazing, gung ho, all in, let's go get a quarterback. You did nothing to set yourself up for ammo. You stood pat last year and drafted Derek Brown in the top right. 10 instead right. of trading back and picking up extra draft capital. And you sign guys like Robbie Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. And now you're sitting here picking an eight saying, gee whiz, I wonder why we're going to get outbid on every market that we're in to try and get a quarterback. It's because of what you did in free agency last year. And guys, doesn't that make it more likely that like, and I'm not trying to, you know, pat Kyle and I on the back here for what we just predicted. Doesn't that make it more likely that they try to stay at eight and take Lance? Like they just, because they just can't play in the sandbox with everybody else when it comes to these trade offers. They just can't. Just doesn't Dave exist. Pepper's the wild card, though, right? Because he's so like, a, I know he hasn't done it yet in the NFL, like in terms of roster, but in, in the coaching stuff, what he's been doing, facilities, the way he's leveraged South Carolina uh, to move the team's training and you know practice facilities to like putting like the the tax revenue against each other, like. He's definitely done some aggressive things non-roster wise, and I think it's at the point now where he's probably looking at this thing like, "I got to get a quarterback." And and if he could sit there and draft Trey Lance, like, okay, cool. But yeah, I think you're far not being able to really be in the sandbox. I think that he's willing to overpay, and that could give them a, a you know a puncher's chance in this thing. I don't disagree. I just, I'll believe it when I see it, right? That's not something yeah. I can, you know, immediately think of because we just haven't seen it yet at that level. All right, last division here, guys. Kyler Murray, the quarterback in Arizona. Yes. Russell Wilson, the quarterback in Seattle. 
Yes. Matt Stafford, the quarterback for the Rams? Yes. All right, I I think I've made it very clear. I have Justin Fields going to the 49ers. I think they're going to get super aggressive, and they're going to trade up with Houston at three, and they're going to get their guy in Justin Fields. After Trevor and Zach go off the board one-two, they're aggressive. They move up. Justin Fields, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. That's like two ones, two twos, like plus two stuff, threes. right? Yeah. For a roster that was in the Super Bowl two years ago and need to get need, needs to get that position right, and they have a, a, a tailor made roster to win that division. Okay. Cal. Jimmy G. Oh yeah, you you so yep. okay. I I think there's a lot of moving pieces, and I don't think San Francisco. Um, I could see them getting aggressive, but I don't know if they'll get aggressive to the de- umpteenth degree in which Chris seems to feel as though uh, Shanahan and Lynch will uh, to be in this market. So I'm out. I'm going to be anxious to find out who 49ers fans are the most mad at. Like Chuby for going on, all in on all field. in trade. Kyle, like run it back with Jimmy G or me for saying Mitch Trubisky. Oh, I just feel like. What'd you say, me? Yeah. Well, at least in my defense, and I know Kyle has the same argument. We just signed the player. Like we didn't, we didn't do anything. We still made our regular picks. Um, but I don't know. Like Mitch Trubisky has some appeal to me, like skill set wise, in and the Shanahan offense. Um, I don't think it's just Mitch. I think it's. I wrote down in my notes here, Mitch Trubisky slash Andy Dalton. I think you bring in like that type of player to go with him and say, all right, we have an open competition and see what happens. But I just feel like they're, unless they're willing to do what you're outlining there, Chris, like I don't, I don't see the clear path for like that long-term answer. And I, and I feel like they, I feel like this is kind of the, the avenue that they have to go down. And I think Sam Darnold is also very much, in play for them. And he should be. So there you have it. Quarterback, matchmaker. Hope you kept your scorecard so you can uh, keep track yeah. on who is the most right. We uh, we have a little bit of variance between the three of us, so it'll be fun to see this thing play out. Guys, we're a month away from free agency opening and potentially some action uh, on the trade market as a result with the start of the league calendar year when, in which trades can be processed. Uh, So hopefully we won't have to find out or wait too long to find out some of these answers and get some clarity. So uh, tomorrow we have takes on takes live on YouTube, or I'm sorry, tonight we have takes on takes live on YouTube. We also have a new show non-related to takes on takes in the podcast feed tomorrow. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Make sure you hit the notifications button on YouTube for the draft network. So you can come party with us as we go live on the stream and we're going to have a good time. We're, uh, we've got some extra content coming this week and throughout the rest of draft season, so plenty to look forward to. Keep it plugged in right here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast.